News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk. A hacking group has claimed they have sensitive data from the Department of Foreign Affairs for sale online. The Department of Foreign Affairs denies any potential cybersecurity incident, but they are investigating the claim. But what kind of information would international hackers be most interested in? I'm joined on the line by Managing Director of Threatscape, an Irish cybersecurity company, Dermot Williams. Dermot, good morning. How are you? Um, the Department of Foreign Affairs, its tentacles, by its nature, spread far and wide. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the various government agencies that a hacker might decide to launch an attack against, there could be a lot of interesting and sensitive data for them there, both in terms of the passport office and details of Irish citizens, and maybe the ability to forge passports, whether it gets spectacularly successful, but also foreign relations. And of course, Ireland, although we're neutral, has been particularly robust in our stance against the Russian aggression against Ukraine. Um, so, presumably, the systems are all interconnected back to Ivy House. So, if someone hacked a, uh, an Irish embassy computer or a consul's computer in Abu Dhabi, could they get in the back door into Ivy House? Well, large organisations which have distributed networks where they have to have you know, outposts around the world will typically introduce levels of segmentation. To, to prevent that exact type of scenario happening without speaking about the Department of Foreign Affairs um, in particular, it would be the norm to try and limit, especially where you may have slightly less control or you may have foreign nationals working in a foreign outpost. Mm. So what do you make of the, this new hacking group's uh, for sale sign? I'd be slightly dubious, Pat, because normally um, there's a couple of, of signs that suggest it's probably a hoax. First of all, the timing. Um, today is when Vladimir Putin is making his State of the Nation address in Russia. It's a particularly large day on the calendar over there, falling two weeks before their elections. So if they want to show their patriotism and mess with the West, it's the sort of thing they might do if they're a hacking group trying to curry favour. Secondly, if they really had good data and they really wanted to extract a big price, they'd probably have leaked a little sample of it. That's been the playbook by attackers in the past, that they'll take a small um, amount of data, put it online, perhaps to either influence the victim into paying up to prevent it being sold or to attract serious buyers who might pay them for it. Now, the question is, how does the Department of Foreign Affairs organise its cybersecurity? I mean, is there an overall, in the wake of the HSE breach, is there an overall government agency? In, in terms of providing support and assistance and also instant response services, there is the NCSC, the National Cybersecurity Centre. So that's been established and it also interoperates with equivalent entities in other EU countries around Europe. And there's a set of guidelines called NIS, the Network and Information Security Directive, which the EU introduced a few years ago and then updated again in 2019, which mandate that certain types of critical sectors must reach a certain bar in how they handle their cybersecurity and that each nation state must have a cybersecurity centre responsible for responding to incidents like this. Mm. And finally, Dermot, when the Department of Foreign Affairs goes into its systems, will they be able to find the fingerprints of the hackers or might the hackers not be apparent at all? Well, in this instance, I would suggest they possibly would find nothing because it's po- very possibly a hoax. But where that there have been a real breach, 
And were they not to have been incredibly skilled and able to cover their tracks, normally there will be log data. There will be evidence that will let you sort of draw the, the chain of activity between where somebody perhaps first entered a system, how they then try to figure out where they were, access other systems, figure out where the crown jewels were, and eventually after days or weeks, steal the data. Because just it's as if you're walking past a, a warehouse with an open window and you climbed inside, it takes you a while to figure out where, where there's something worth stealing. And it's the same when a hacker gets inside a network. They need to figure out where they are and what's there. And that leaves a trail behind as they've been you know, moseying around the network looking for something to access. Uh, one of the ways to protect against uh, these kind of breaches is to silo everything. In other words, the very thing that digital is good at, which is interconnectivity, that you limit the connectivity. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you follow a, priv- a, a a policy of access control and identity management so that you know who that people are, who they say they are, that you act, you identify that the device is what, what it's supposed to be, that they're where they're supposed to be, that they're not accessing it on an unusual pattern of times of day or location. And you keep the data segmented or siloed, just as, as your caller obviously mentioned, that People aren't able to access something which they have no right to access. And there's been some bad examples of this in the past. When there was a Euro Millions winner um, in the West of Ireland some years ago, it was found out afterwards that dozens of people had made unauthorised and unnecessary access to her personal records just to have a little you know, poke around. And lessons were learnt and, and you know, procedures were tightened up as a result. All right. It's uh, fascinating times. Uh, and let's hope there was no breach at the Department of Foreign Affairs. Dermot Williams, Managing Director of Threatscape, an Irish cybersecurity company. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Now, the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.